Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I am joined once again by Derek Nickel. What's up, Derek? Howdy. How's it going, man? It's good. Um, how are you? Good. Having uh, some computer issues this morning, but oh, no. uh, yeah, uh, sometimes. Uh, so my computer died last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot to turn it off, and it died. And uh, when the battery is too low, it can't power like the like the bus powered like um, hard drives and things mm-hmm. that I have plugged into it. Gotcha. And so like it's like struggling to maintain a charge. So like it kept <laughs> shutting off the computer. Kept giving but, up. Um, we have. Yeah, it kept being like, hey, man, we're, we're too tired for this. This is not, dog. This is not my thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not happening. Um, but we let it charge for a little while. We are back, um, and we are ready to, to, to do this. Yes, um, we are. Yeah, how was uh, how's your week? What's uh, what you do this week? Uh, let's see. Uh, this week, I watched uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Okay, uh, I've never show seen on that. Netflix. How was that. It was all right. Um, the first couple are really good. Really okay. good, like horror trope, tropic movies, and then they just kind of it kind of fizzles out as it goes. I had a buddy describe okay. it like that, and I, I really agree with him that it really fizzles out as it goes. There's one in there that's like mm-hmm. like it sets the bar that this is going to be like a horror kind of anthology, mm-hmm. you know, which which Guillermo del Toro you kind of expect that kind of thing, right? And it, they're well done. Like the stories aren't still aren't bad. They're mm-hmm. just not. They're not as good as like the first couple, right? Like the first mm-hmm. couple set a set the stage and set a bar pretty high, and then the rest of them don't like live up to it. Like they have, they have one of the stories is direct stars Rupert Grint, um, mm-hmm. uh, Ron from from uh, Harry Potter, and mm-hmm. he's looking for his dead sister, and it's mm-hmm. directed by the woman who directed the bad Twilight movies. Okay. So it kind of that one didn't really click with me. Like you see what I'm saying? Like they have these mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and it's, a, it's sometimes like Panos Cosmatos has one, the guy that directed Mandy, mm-hmm. um, and that one's all right. But it's kind of a it's it's a slow burn, but it's too slow of a burn. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's just little p- problems with after the first couple. There's just little issues that I have with the rest of them that just don't quite like they kind of miss the mark a little bit. Like super mm-hmm. close, but just not quite there. Mm-hmm. But okay, that's cool. Have you watched uh, uh, Love, Death, and Robots yet? I finished Love, Death, and the Robots. Yes. Oh, okay, gotcha. I was going to suggest that if you hadn't seen it. Uh, no, I yet, love Love, Death, season. and Robots. I'll just pop yeah. it on randomly when I'm cleaning the house and just be like, "Oh, which one is this?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, this week, what did I do? Um, what did I do this week? See, that's kind of me. I was like, what did I do this week? Like, I watched that, and that's pretty much it. I watched something um, the other day. Um, I guess, uh, no, I'll just talk about this. I've been listening to, um, and I'm almost finished with it, but I've been listening to um, the audiobook about the making of Mad Max Fury Road. Uh-huh, uh, yes, you have. It's called Blood, Sweat, and Chrome. And so I've just been listening to that, and that's been really really entertaining and and uh really insightful and inspiring and george miller is a madman and oh, he's uh, insane yeah <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a good book though um i'm enjoying it so that's it's really yeah. all i've been doing aside from like you know the normal routine stuff right um i watched something recently but i can't remember what it is um but if i remember i'll, I'll, I'll let you know yeah but, if um, you remember just jump right in 
Yeah. Oh, I will. <laughs> oh, you do it. I dare you. <laughs> um, shall, shall we uh, dive into some movie news? Let's do it, man. All right, cool. Um, last thing you sent me was a, uh, a Hercules live action musical mm-hmm. uh, inspired by TikTok. See? By, <laughs> brought to you by the Russo brothers. <laughs> yep. That's a lot of confusing things happening in one statement right there. Um, yeah, what do you what do you think about this? Like, you know, Hercules is one of those classic Disney movies that that's one of those soundtracks that everybody knows and loves. Um, but like, I think, yeah, I th- uh, I I think this could be. It has the potential to be. It's the Russo brothers, so it's not going to be bad, right? But. It does have the potential to be amazing if it depending on what they decide to do with this. And the linchpin that I have is TikTok. Now, <laughs> right. maybe that's just me being old and like out of touch and I'm totally fine if that's the case. Like and yeah. I'll just I'll own up to it and just let it be what it is. But like TikTok is problematic to me because I don't really see TikTok as a musical medium. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I mean, I do because that's the basis of it. It's like sound clips and musical clips and stuff like that. But like as a musical, I don't really see it as like a a framework to write a musical based around. Yeah, um, I'll read the quote here from uh, Screen Thrill. This is from uh, Joe Russo uh, via Screen Thrill. He says, audiences today have been trained by TikTok, right? What is their expectation of what? Uh, that musical looks like, feels like, uh, Joe Russo said, Hercules will be a little bit more experimental in tone, a little bit more experimental in execution. I think they're, uh, I think they are, and by they, he means Disney. I think they're excited to see what we can all bring to it in a way that isn't just a reinterpretation of the animated film. But that's kind of what we want. Right. <laughs> like, that's been the problem with all of these live action Disney movies is they've tried to do something new with it. And it's like, we don't want something new. We just want you to do it in a live action format. Right. I, so if I had to guess mm-hmm. um, what they mean by it's inspired by TikTok is I think the, 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 the popular thing with music on TikTok right now is bringing back songs that like old songs that like came out long before the millennials and the gen z's of this generation uh, would have been familiar with as kids but like music that was like for one reason or another iconic enough to or either iconic or just like ear what's that term earbug or what's the earworm, earworm. What, what's that earworm? earworm enough of a song that it entered the cultural zeitgeist enough to like now that they've brought it back on on TikTok, like it's finding new popularity. I'm thinking of like the the um, the running up that hill song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking of teenage dirtbag, like songs that like like songs that like you wouldn't expect people who are under the age of thirty to like know. Yeah, that's true. But they like. It's been brought back via TikTok and like have new life on TikTok. I think that's probably the direction they're going to go with it. So I think they're going to do because the original Hercules is all like original music, if mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think they're going to do probably some original music, but a lot of like covers, 
like Ooh. glee high school musical oh, style no. i think is what they're going to try to do that makes and, me sad if that's the yeah case. i mean it, it i feel like it could go either way like if they really lean into like the camp of it and make like a super like uh, uh like a super glee musical theater super like gay like fun <laughs> you mean it's in the happy sense right well no i mean i mean gay in like the cultural sense like like you know you know gay musical theater like very like gay fr- like queer like friendly oh, like lgbtqi movie. friendly yes yes, yes. that's what okay. i mean by yeah, it. like for sure yeah that's what i mean like because because Her- <laughs> hercules in that original comic it is a very like between like being like Hercules being this like you know drawn to be this very buff handsome boyish figure and then also like the 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 what are like the the chorus like it's very like you know like va va voom like (laughs) black gospel showgirls basically yeah like this should basically be like a drag show vibe you know what I mean like I think that would be really fun that would be fun um uh, Can we please but, get Danny DeVito back as the actual like in real life? I think we have to. We have as like to. the Goat Man put him guy. As, put him as the satyr. Yeah, exactly. Put him in little hairy legs. Yeah, shirtless. I wonder. I I bet. All right. Who do they cast as Hercules? Hercules? Who? It's got to be Channing Tatum, right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, <laughs> no. I think he's too old. You think he's too old? I That's he's, he's probably I think too he's old. Far too old. Um, um, they're probably going to get someone who can sing and dance. I mean, I feel like you have to, right? You have to, yeah. So that's where I think they'll be dipping into the Broadway area of things mm-hmm. for that. Um, Is it too crazy to say like Harry Styles? I know he's like thin and not buff like Hercules is in the cartoon. But well, like Zach Efron can go from like skinny little nothing to like this Jack, which we will talk about later because he's yeah, like, sure. AJ yeah. showed me a photo of him last night. and She was like, what is wrong with Zach Efron right now? And I was like, he's trying to be a pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't judge him too harsh. Right <laughs> yeah, he, he looks his physique is crazy. He's going but, for um, a character piece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like Harry Styles would be a great pick for it. I don't uh, know. I think they'll probably go with someone that's very Broadway friendly. You think so? I think so. Mm-hmm. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. If you really want to lean into the musical theater aspect of it, you know, and mm-hmm. make it like that, like like you're saying, if you're supposed, if what you're supposing is correct, and that's what we're working off of, then um, I would say that you would probably, if it were me, I would go someone that's very very Broadway heavy. Yeah, I I, I think that's. I think the I think when they say TikTok, I think they mean covers. Like, because Disney doesn't typically do that, um, but like other studios, like DreamWorks and Illumination, studios that like make the the Pixar style animated mm-hmm. movies, but don't have like a lot of like uh, don't have the ability, just frankly, to write the, the amazing music that Disney does. A lot yeah. of those movies, like Trolls and the Sing franchise. They're like beloved by fans, and they're almost all covers. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think Disney is going to dip their toe into that market. Like, hey, maybe we can license some songs and 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 do that. I hey, think that's what they mean enough, by that. So we'll enough see. money to license some songs that we already. Own. I think they do. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do. I think they have um, money. Yeah, and I think this is going to. 
I want this to play to our generation, like 30 and over, but I, I'm sure this is going to be geared more towards it will be. the younger generation, people who are on TikTok. We are so no it's longer probably... seen as like the viable market anymore, Asan. Yeah. Like, I hate to say it, but we're over the uh, we're yeah, out of the range. We're over of the what... uh, proverbial hill. Yes, exactly. The marketing hill. Yep. Um, uh, there's an Avatar Way of Water new trailer, the full trailer. First one. Yeah, I watched that. Did you watch uh, that? I did too. What do you think? Yeah, it looks great. Uh, it there's not much plot to it um, in this trailer, which I'm t- totally okay with. Um, yeah, we get a little bit more um, character stuff. We get a little bit of voiceover. Um, yeah, it looks it looks. Uh, if I had to guess what the plot is based on this trailer, there's some kind of new threat in Pandora that pushes the 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 Navi that we're familiar with to cross an ocean and try to seek refuge or get help or join up with another set of Navi type people. And there's a conflict and, but eventually they probably Become find friends. their common Navi or Navi humanity or whatever. And they work together. Uh, if I had to guess, I'm still trying to figure out where the humans, like how the humans figure into this. And I'm kind of glad we haven't seen a lot of that yet. Well, what it seems is it seems like there's a line in it where the, uh, the leader of the water people, it's like mm-hmm. you brought your war to us. And it mm-hmm. seems like what it is is like they're looking for refuge away from it. So I'm wondering right. if what happens is, is that after the episode of the first one that the military comes back for the unobtainium comes back right. comes back and with greater force pushes the Navi that we had we have seen in the first avatar out of that out for through necessity out of their old area into this new area and then the new people are like well we don't want any part of this and then they're going to realize well it's coming to you whether you want it or not mm-hmm. that's going to be my theory mm-hmm. and Sigourney Weaver plays a child which is weird to me yeah <laughs> it it is it is weird, but I think this one is going to be weirder in the sense that, like, I feel like they're going to dive a lot more into kind of like the Navi spirituality and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's going to um, be cause... very, um, it's going to be a very Green Planet Save the Planet movie, uh-huh. which it's a very thinly veiled, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not subtle. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, totally. It's totally not. Uh, James uh, Cameron has been like, save the oceans they saved the planet guy for like his whole career so like yeah, it's gonna Ever be since uh, he got that submarine he's become real smug yeah. you know the oceans are pretty cool i've been down there have um, you guys been in yeah <laughs> it's actually really cool i like to imagine that before that before the submarine james cameron had never been near the ocean yeah exactly he'd never been in the so beach the sub pops up and he pops out of the hatch and he's like do you guys know what's down there <laughs> It's really cool. I found a ship. It sank. I'm going to make a movie about it. <laughs> exactly. No, he, uh, uh, yeah, I, I love to imagine that Like he was like only marginally aware that there was a thing called the ocean. The ocean yes. <laughs> huh. Guess I'd never really imagined it'd be full of water. You know, he's only aware of it when he has to fly across it to go take pitch meetings in London or like, yeah, whatever. yeah. we're just like, now, where, why is all this water around? This is strange. Yeah. Oh, this is that ocean everyone talks about. I should go in it. Yeah, exactly. Stacey, I'm going to buy a submarine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dodgeball sequel is only awaiting Ben Stiller's approval by uh, via IGN.com. Yeah. Uh, 
Vince Vaughn had been telling uh, me that he has this great idea for a dodgeball sequel. I hope that it ends up happening, but I think Ben Stiller is a little uh, trepidatious about doing a sequel to something so beloved. Uh, this That's from Justin Long via now, IG. I have a question. Yep. Is it that beloved that you couldn't do a sequel? Or is Ben Stiller just saying that because he probably thinks it's a financially bad idea to do a sequel? It's probably both. Because I told I think I think Ben Stiller is savvy enough to have seen well one, he made Zoolander two, which was not okay, good. You know what? That's actually a really good point. So <laughs> <laughs> So he's been there before and it was probably like, uh you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Zoolander Two was bad. Yeah, it was bad. Um, it was just bad from the like from the beginning. Like the yeah, intro, and, I was like, "Oh no." Okay, so Justin Long says that Vince Vaughn has a great idea for a dodgeball sequel. Right? Is there? Is it possible to have such a thing? Like, let's let's me and you brainstorm. We're going to be Hollywood okay. execs for a minute. Um, what? It, it, what hold story? On, hold, on, in, hold on, I'm still putting mm-hmm. on my button down and my jeans. <laughs> And my yeah. Steve, uh, well, what's the one that ever Steve Madden shoes? Mm-hmm. For you know, yep. hold on, hold on. I'm still getting my. Okay, I'm ready. Now we're good. I'm okay. in my. I'm in my button down. Uh, Rita, hold my for calls. Bu- my uh, my my uh, my assistant's name is Rita. Rita, hold my calls. Um, so, what is the story that's within the dodgeball universe that is begging to be told by a sequel? See, what is that? I don't know. I think we've. <laughs> Like, have we mined the only story that's in the dodgeball universe? Like, what do they have to come back? Is it like uh, greatest wins of all time, or did they win in the in dodgeball, or did they lose? I think they lost, and they were okay with it, and that's okay. what made Ben Stiller's character even more mad, if okay. I remember correctly. Yeah, because um, I think, and also another thing as executives that we have to consider is everybody, almost everybody who was in this first movie, is like a movie star in their own right now. Yeah. So, like, it's going to be an expensive movie to make. Because mm-hmm. even Justin Long has uh, a lot more credits under Dude, his name. He's in Barbarian. Uh, I need to see that. But apparently it's really good. Yeah, apparently it is good. Um, Justin Long has a bunch of credits under his name now. Like, mm-hmm. Alan Tudyk has become a big deal. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of moving parts here that, like, <laughs> would be Vaughn very expensive. Vince around. Vaughn is, yeah, has been other things of that nature. Uh, ben lately, Stiller. But... <laughs> I um, still remember when I ran, when I saw Vince Vaughn at Disneyland one time, mm-hmm. and I watched him see me recognize who he was, mm-hmm. and his facial expression immediately changed to like, and he gave me this look like, "Be cool, dude!" Like, and I just felt so bad because what a horrific like, because he's with his kids, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. what a what an awful way to like live your life. Like, every time you make eye contact with somebody, you have to like, you're in fear that they're gonna like interrupt your day with your family. Mm-hmm. And I just I didn't say anything and I didn't go up to him or anything, but I just saw him panic in that moment. And I was just like, that's awful. <laughs> like, yeah. The horrific uh, existence. <laughs> the only celebrity I've ever seen at Disneyland was Tony Hawk. And uh, I believe he was he probably was not by himself. But when I saw him, he was by himself. Oh, yeah. Maybe he would just like come from somewhere and was like meeting up with other people but like he was just walking very intentionally by himself with a backpack on uh like just like you know that little like stretch uh along the um where pirates is on the left and the Mm -hmm. the lake thing is on the right yep i know exactly he was like walking out of like where the 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 treetop ride or the treetop kids excursion thing is yeah that's right next 
yeah, he was walking from there, like going toward, like to the right, like towards. I don't know whatever is there. If you veer to the right and go to the right, where the lake well, is on your left. Well, there's oh oh where the lake is on your left. Yeah, he was going the opposite way I was going. I was going like towards Haunted Mansion and along the okay, lake, so he was and he was going, going the opposite, the opposite he was going direction. Going towards Thunder Mountain Railroad. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's Tony Hawk. <laughs> I didn't say anything to him because he was walking like he wasn't just like. Oh, you know, he was like walking within like yeah. purpose. He had like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I've seen uh, Disneyland, I've seen multiple celebrities like that, but they uh-huh. are always on their way somewhere. And I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. no, this is not the time. <laughs> now is not the time. Now is not even remotely the time. <laughs> like, I'm not even a big, like, have to say something to a celebrity. It's usually if it comes in, because it's happened in my right. life, but if it comes in organically, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm never going to be one of those that's like, hey, you owe me because I've been to see your shit. <laughs> yeah especially tony hawk it's like yeah. it's like what do you say to him uh i played your video game <laughs> make him yeah. feel old be like man i saw you when i was in eighth grade yeah exactly like what exactly. do i have to say to tony hawk like absolutely nothing <laughs> dude uh so I yeah I, saw, I, I have a buddy who's a line uh-huh. cook at a uh-huh. uh, at a um a restaurant in Encinitas, and mm-hmm. um, he says that Tony Hawk and Steve-O come in all the time, like, together that's and cool. separately. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, apparently they're I've just, been like, listening to, buddies. I've been listening to Steve-O's podcast a little bit. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he just interviews, like, celebrities and interesting people, and it's he's a pretty good interviewer. He's good. Cool. If you can get past his raspy voice, it's good. <laughs> I like his raspy voice. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, but it's a good podcast. His uh, vocal cords have sit- taken some damage through the years, so I don't begrudge him <laughs> yeah. the raspy voice. The guy spent literally his whole life just shouting at the top of his lungs, screaming in pain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and terror. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I I'm trying to imagine this uh, this dodgeball sequel. Aside from like, yeah. it's the glo- it's the dodgeball world championships, and it's like teams from around the world they just basically do beer fest or they could do yeah they could do beer fest like they invite the biggest loser teams from all the different ones to fight it out for like the biggest yeah. loser fest in dodgeball but even then it's depressing because even like if you still win there's not really a win it's still a hollow loss because you're still the biggest loser okay i have the an biggest idea loser okay please okay we're we're 10 years uh past the original or whatever maybe however even long it's been since the original 15 years whatever up. I think it's been like 15 years. Dodgeball came out in 2004. So, uh, how many years is that? <laughs> uh, that's 17 years? Yeah. Um, here's, what I, here's my pitch, all right? Uh, uh, Average Joe's Gym is now a successful franchise. Um, uh, Vince Vaughn is raising a kid who is now 17 um and uh he's telling the kid uh you know he's since the kid was born he's been telling this kid the stories of the their dodgeball run and how they did this like cool story about how they you know he basically telling this kid the story of dodgeball one um and there's for some for some reason that the script will come up with they have to uh uh, hold some kind of like dodgeball thing, like some kind of dodgeball thing. And the movie is about basically Vince Vaughn putting together like a youth dodgeball like team, like okay. maybe for his gym or something like that. Okay. And it's about Vince Vaughn being a father and like in and basically struggling between like, uh, you know, living out the dodgeball dream that he 
didn't get to fully realize because they lost and like and you know being a good father and making it about teaching his kid and just kind of like you know it's Vince Vaughn being a dad doing all the same dodgeball hijinks except now he's the one teaching he's like the 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 coach he's the the patches of hula hand and he's like and he's he's coaching the kids against and then you can bring in all the fun you know, other teams of snot-nosed kids they have to play against, that kind of thing, you know? And then maybe What's-His-Face has his new kid, but after he, like, is all fat and gross now. Oh, White Goodman? Yeah, White Goodman. <laughs> oh, and maybe White Goodman's kid is, like, incredibly handsome and, yeah. like, and like wants to date Vince Vaughn's daughter. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Vince is like, hey, you can't date him. That's the enemy. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. And then it's that weird one. It's like, Dad, come on. Yeah. And he goes, you're right. I'm being a dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe there, that's a version of it that could being work. being a father and thinking about your best will, your best interests. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, so maybe something like that could work. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I don't think nah, there's really a sequel to be told. No, but I don't. I think that's why they're not making it. <laughs> yeah. That's why Ben Stiller's like, no, thank you. Um, we got some casting from Agatha Coven of Chaos. Yeah. Uh, Joe Locke, who I'm unfamiliar with. I'm unfamiliar with him as well. Let's take a look at him. He's in something called Heartstopper, which seems like some kind of young adult romance thing. He's a Heartstopper. And he's playing um, uh, Wiccan, apparently. Oh, he's playing Wiccan. I think. Interesting. Joe has been a fan favorite Oh, that's to the play only Wiccan thing he's been on is uh, Heartstopper. Okay. Nine episodes. Uh, what is, it looks like... Oh, so it's not for sure that he's playing Wiccan, but he it's a uh, uh it's a group, he's been a, a fan favorite, like a fan uh, rumor. Got um, it. Teens there was another Nick. bit of casting. So Heartstopper is about two Okay, so it's two kids in high school, two boys in high school that that start to realize that their friendship is a little bit more than just being friends. Cool. Well, they All navigate right. high school and yeah, it's coming it's a coming of age love love series. Cool. Um, also, I don't know if you saw this, but yes. um, Aubrey Plaza has also been cast. I did see that. Yes, that was uh, uh, the other piece of news that I was going to see. I didn't get to send that to you, mm-hmm. but I wanted to add that as well. Let's see. Um, let's see if there's any news. Um, the series has been on. Uh, is that popular? They're being kept under wraps. Okay, yeah. No, it's still all being kept under wraps. Okay. But uh, yeah, Aubrey Plaza's in it, which is very exciting. Yeah. She's good. She's been doing a lot of like good stuff lately, I feel like. Yeah, I like her too. We're in an Aubrey Plaza sense right now. <laughs> yes. Um The Last of Us uh premieres January fifteenth. Yes, it does. I'm very excited. Looking Are you excited for that show? To that. I definitely am. Oh, I'm ready. Like, let's go. After playing the games, I'm like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really good. Um oh wait. Ah, uh, that's reminding me of something I was watching, but I don't remember what it is. <laughs> oh, man. What was I watching? Oh, man. I don't even know anymore. Um, all right. <laughs> Marvel and EA have signed a three-game deal. <laughs> starting with Iron huh? Man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's, that's where we're going. <laughs> So we're going to get three EA games, yes. three EA Marvel games, uh-huh. uh, starting with Iron Man. Yes, we are, which I'm very excited about. 
um, because my the the amount of Iron Man output has been lacking lately. It's like he died in the movies and everybody just stopped caring about him. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because I haven't. I'm like, give me more, give me more Marvel, give me more Iron Man, especially in video games. I just want something where I can fly around in the suit, upgrade it, and blow stuff up. Yep, that's really all you need to give me. Um, uh, um, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, there's still there's no word on what the other two games are gonna be, and I don't think they necessarily know what they're gonna be yet. Yeah, um, I think they're gonna probably see how this first game goes and if mm-hmm. like if they're good to go uh i could see them doing like a uh man there's so many things they could do um an iron man game is like a great place to start though i could see yeah. a thor game being fr- pretty thor, fun thor would be fun you can't do it too too recently just because of uh assassin's creed valhalla is mm-hmm. still wine it's still winding it's like dlc content down mm-hmm. so the problem would be that's a little too close. I mean, it's not the same thing, but it's a little too close, you know, with iconography. So I could understand mm-hmm. why they might wait on that one a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that would be fun to go cruise the cosmos as Thor. Yeah, definitely. Like, make it, like, super, like, basically make it what you can't make the movies be. Mm-hmm. Like, just super, like, Thor it should have a bunch of heavy metal and, like, you know yep. what I mean? Yeah. Like, you should be cruising the cosmos, you know what I mean? Like, writing wrongs like, and, lay- you- and, yeah. <laughs> and sleeping with women. Yeah, and slaying beasts and yeah, so like you know Thor what I mean. All the comic books, the way Thor's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Let's where it's do all that. he gets drunk and it has a hole. Yeah, exactly. He'll he'll, uh, he'll take. I'm down. Of that. Yeah, exactly. No, literally, he is. Yeah. <laughs> this will be weird. Takes all sorts. Yeah, exactly. I'll just send you a from Iran. You know, I said I was a man. <laughs> Takes all sorts. Uh, I'm, I'm a man, Douglas. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh, okay. Cool. We got another one. Um. Uh. Yaya Abdul Mateen is playing Wonder Man in the mm-hmm. new DC uh, Disney Plus series about yes. Wonder Man. Yes. That's very exciting. Um. Uh. He is. Currently playing, um, uh, what's his name in the DC universe? Uh, Black Manta. He, yes, he is. Uh, in in the Aquaman series or uh, franchise, but he is now moving to Marvel and doing Wonder well, Man. He's also expressed regret at doing the Aquaman series. Ah, so yeah, yeah. probably that um, makes a lot of sense. Yep. <laughs> um. So from what I. I've read, I don't know anything about Wonder Man, but what I've read in, in the Wikipedia article about Wonder Man mm. is that he, in the comics, is traditionally a Tony Stark-adjacent uh, character mm-hmm. who uh, was also, like, he inherited basically a tech company from his father, and the tech company kind of lost uh, the, sort of the arms race against Stark Industries, and, you know, the things that have gone wrong in his life, he's kind of blamed on Iron Man, Um so that's kind of his vibe, and his power set is like ion powers, mm-hmm. ionic. So kind of like, yeah, some kind of like ion electricity powers or whatever. Yeah, blue lasers of some kind or red, um, depending. Yeah, it, it kind of just doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, I'm, but it, if I had to guess, this is probably going to be tied into like this series is probably going to tie into Armor Wars. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is a a movie that's happening. I think this is going to. This might be the reason why it turned into a movie is instead instead of a TV show. 
Yeah, I, I would imagine, because it, it might be interesting if this guy is the villain in Armor Wars, mm. um, and in this series is basically setting his character up, so that and basically watching him go from being a normal guy to becoming a villain. Yeah. Um, and then he goes full villain in Armor Wars. Uh, gotcha. I could see that happening. Yeah, that'd be um, cool. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Uh, whatever, he's a great actor, so whatever he wants to do with it, I'm like... Yeah, oh yeah, he's great. Okay. Um, all right. What else? He was Dark- also can he was also Candyman recently. But, he um, was Candyman was good. It kind yeah. of the wheels kind of fell off at the end, but it was good yeah. up until that. It was a good ride. Mm-hmm. I had a good creepy. It got me. It gave me goosebumps. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gargoyles reboot comic is one of the highest selling comics of the year. That totally makes sense and tracks with me. <laughs> yeah, same here. I'm the target audience for that. I didn't yep. even realize they were going to be rebooting it as a comic. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, it's I, I responded to your message in the thread, but I'm going to say it here. It's yeah. time for a movie. It is. Like, it is far time for a movie. It's time what, for Why a haven't movie. we done a movie? You can make Avatar. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why you they haven't make Avatar. done it yet. Yep. If you're going to make Avatar, why make Avatar and not Gargoyles? But yeah, part of me wonders, part of me wonders if... Because we know that some semblance of a script has been bouncing out or out, out there for a while now. Mm-hmm. Part of me wonders if Disney testing things with Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, um, mm-hmm. Blade, like the, the way they're starting to go a little bit darker with things, part of me mm-hmm. wonders if they're using that also to test to see if a Gargoyles movie would work. Because Gargoyles yeah. is not a night... It takes place during the nighttime. Like, it's not a fun and light show. Like, Right. Um... I have an article here from Polygon. This is from May 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, uh, an update of sorts of where we are with this property. Um, in 2016, Rick Baker, the Oscar-winning makeup artist and creative creator... Oh, excuse me. Creature creator behind Men in Black and American Werewolf in London and Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes, auctioned off uh, monsters in his closet, tucked away uh, among the alien costumes and gremlins from Gremlins 2, were some curious bits of miscellaneous related to an unproduced project, a live-action adaptation of Disney's afternoon animated series Gargoyles. Um, let's see. Um, so how close was Disney to producing a Gargoyles movie? Close enough that one of Hollywood's go-to screenwriters took a stab at writing the blockbuster at the end of his tenure with Disney. Reading the script and speaking to the creators who developed the project, it's clear that the film would have shocked audiences in comparison to what Disney was producing at the time. Um, that sounds I'm trying good. To see. Yeah, I'm trying to... It's called... Let me see. I'm trying to see... Man, there's some sketches in here that look really cool. They almost look like... Um, the way they're drawn in the sketch, they almost look like um, orcs from... Uh, not Lord of the Rings, but from uh, World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Oh, cool. Uh, let me see. Oh, this is not about the... I thought Jordan Peele was attached. I'm trying to... He was at one point. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Okay. Let me see. Okay, here we go. Um, let me go back to that article because this one is after. So this there should be word about this in here. Oh, hold What's up. What's up? Looking at the publication history. Mm-hmm. Wonder Man. Um... 
November 1968 revisits the events of number nine explaining the event okay so they basically electronically saved Wonder Man's mind the Avengers saved Wonder Man's mind in a computer Wonder Man was not seen again until Avengers 102 in 1972 where he made a cameo appearance in a comatose state Wonder Man's body is revived by the villain Kang in Avengers 131 through 132 January through February mm -hmm. 1975 and then again by Black Talon by the Black Talon in Avengers 152 um but yes, yeah, so maybe they're gonna have him tied up with Kang. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, uh, okay. I know that Wonder Man also had um, a relationship with Wanda Maximoff as well in the comic books. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it sounds dead, like they got so a lot of options. I'm not sure. Um, listen to this. So the studio yeah. brought in screenwriter. Uh, uh, okay, so uh, a bunch of people wrote a draft for of this movie. Sure. For Disney, um, they brought in uh, this guy named Jim Koff, who wrote Stakeout, Disorganized Crime, Operation Dumbo Drop. Um, oh, I loved that movie when I was a kid. Yep, the script he wrote the script that would become National Treasure. He wrote like the original oh, nice. draft of it. He also wrote. Listen to this. This is crazy. He also wrote Rush Hour for Disney. But when leadership Whoa. scoffed at proposed leading man Jackie Chan, he took it to New Line and spawned an, a billion-dollar franchise. <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously. I love that franchise. <laughs> like, Jamal Disney me. scoffed at Jackie Chan. <laughs> That's insane. I know. I just... They were like... like They had no idea. I'm assuming that was in probably, like, 1996, because Rush Hour was a couple years later. So I'm right. assuming, like, they were just like, oh, this guy from Hong Kong? No way. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> He can't not. lead a movie. <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, but let's see. I'm trying to figure out where they said... Uh where this is going to happen. I'm going to see if I can find Jordan Peele's name on here because I want to find that time period. It's giving me like the whole history and I'm like, I don't want this. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. The super in-depth okay. articles, I'm like, I don't need all of this right now. Okay, here we go. Um. Okay. Uh, no real... Okay, a few years ago, Jordan Peele supposedly supposedly asked Disney about doing a live action movie. The studio didn't go forward with his proposal. That's that's all we have here, apparently. But if this um if this comic book is selling as good as it is, and there's that much desire yes. for this property, I can see Disney capitalizing on it. For sure. Even if it's not a movie, even if it's a, a live action series. But I almost feel like you can, you kind of have to do a movie. You kind of have to do a movie. It lends itself to a movie. Yeah. Mm. That would be Let's fun. That um, would be fun. Henry Cavill stepped down from The Witcher for season four. I saw that. Liam yep. Hemsworth is supposed to replace. Um, I'm not surprised by this because there were rumors and certain people interviewing saying that certain members of the writing staff for that show – uh-huh. Despised the content, would like actively and openly mock the source material hmm. and like write it in a way. That's why I don't think that show was is very good, is because mm -hmm. it's not being written by people that love the source material. Now Henry Cable right. has been on the on the on record as saying he loves Geralt, the character of Geralt. He's a big fan of the video games, big fan of the books. I think mm -hmm. what happened is he just got fed up with them not making the show what he wanted it to be and mm -hmm. it not being a fan service show, and he bounced. 
Yeah, also... Because uh, he's Superman, but he, like at the same yeah, time... Yeah, also he just secured no, his spot as Superman, he's, he's so he's Superman's like, but yeah. there's a way you could, make, you could make both of those projects work. If you really sure, wanted yeah. to, you could make him work. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. he just got tired of The Witcher not being what it should be. Like, yeah. he's, he's a fan, and if the fans aren't happy, he's probably not happy being a fan himself. And so, you know, because he knows the, the product he's delivering... And yeah. so if it's not what he, he thinks it should be, then I, that would make sense why he was just like, all right, cool, I'm out. Like, I'm Superman, totally. bitches. Like, yeah. I'm Superman again. I don't need this shit. <laughs> yeah, I'll go be Superman with The Rock and make a bunch yeah. of money. I'm going to go uh, hang out also, with The Rock. Bye. <laughs> also, Instead he's... Uh, in, like, somewhere in, like, Eastern Europe for, like, six months out I of know, I know. He's also Which one of the... beautiful. Bleh. It's a beautiful filming locations, but, like, yeah. it's a dicey area. Yeah, he's also one of the actors in the running to be James Bond. So like he's he's got yeah. enough he's got enough on his plate. <laughs> Him as James Bond would be great. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I would like for them to do it like that, and then also to maybe take it back to a period, like take it back to the '60s. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, like a different time period than mm-hmm. like modern would be good. Because I I almost feel like the James Bond character doesn't work as well in modern times Mm-mm. because like you don't really need james bond style spies in the modern era you know but what that's i mean what they argue that's what the movies argue is that yes yeah. you do and i <laughs> i agree that on some level you do need boots on the ground yeah but like things are so digital as far as intelligence yes. goes these days yeah. that like it makes sense but like even in the even in the movies it's like james bond is old and it's like yeah we know <laughs> that's a sketch idea like james bond is like uh so the way i'll do it is i'll find this guy by infiltrating this casino and sleeping with the uh this woman they're like no we he's right here we got him how'd you do that well it's a global positioning satellites and our computers we he's right there <laughs> I but I Googled. didn't even sleep with anyone. Yeah, I didn't even have to sleep or kill anybody. Yeah, I Googled it. <laughs> no, yeah, he's right there. <laughs> it's Andy Daly in a lab coat. And what did you say you have to do? Well, I've got to find the key codes to like get into his computers to steal his millions of dollars and give it back to MI6. <laughs> and got it. And done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, Mr. Bond, what else can I help you with today? <laughs> Yeah, I well, we've certainly we've got to figure out where he's going to be based on his travel records. I have a record here of everything he's ever purchased. Where'd you get that? Uh, Facebook. <laughs> the internet. Do you yeah. not know? Yeah. Um. What else we got here? Um. Avatar runtime is going to be three hours and ten minutes. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a that, long movie. That means that I will definitely be taking a bathroom break in the middle. Yeah, maybe two. Um, Dude, straight up. I The days of me sitting through like a four-hour movie, like the extended cut of Lord of the Rings, like I can't do it and not pee now. Yeah, I, I think like basically every movie, if it's over two hours, I'm going to need at least one bathroom ba- break. Um, and maybe a bathroom bake. Yeah, and maybe a bathroom bake. Go in there, take my Easy Bake <laughs> Oven into the stall and... Make some cookies in the in the um, bathtub. You're real safe. Yeah. yeah. Um, Venom three finds a director and writer producer of the first two films. Yes. So Kelly now, Marcel. Kelly Sorry? Marcel. Yeah. yeah. Now, now here is my one thing about Kelly Marcel, and it's a puzzle piece that I haven't put together. Where did you go? Yep. Supposed to direct that. She is also responsible for Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. She wrote Fifty Shades of Grey, and she wrote the Venom movies, which is probably why the Venom movies aren't good. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now she's directing them too. <laughs> to be fair, to be to fair. be fair, to be fair, um, from a from a movie executive perspective, uh, all of those movies that you've mentioned, uh, it, with the exception of Venom Two, but we have to remember that came out during the pandemic. But uh, all of those movies have made money, especially no, Fifty Shades of Grey. I that movie that. was and I'm gigantic. I'm not talking <laughs> about it from that tan's point. I'm talking right. about it from the the purity of like. Like you're not yeah. doing Venom any favors, yeah. Like you're not you're not doing by casting her in this. They're not good movies. They're actually some mm-hmm. of the most atrocious like superhero films I've ever seen in my life. Like they're just mm-hmm. the liberties they take with not just the character, <laughs> but with like like them being like you like this, right? It's like no, this would have like the Venom movies and Morbius would have destroyed if they had come out in like anywhere between two thousand three and two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. But they're not, and they're making yeah. those. They're like it's like they're making movies for an audience that's back then when we have evolved and we've seen so much more. It's like you can't just lazily put something on screen, yeah, and expect us to be like, "Yay!" Like I went to see yeah. the first Venom movie and was wildly disappointed in it. Mm-hmm. I laughed my way through Morbius. Yeah, <laughs> well, Morbius is <laughs> Morbius <laughs> is a movie that probably should not have come out. No, it should not um, have. Like, uh, even if they made it, that's one of those yeah. movies that I go, it's not good enough to release. Yeah, like, it feels it like a straight like, to DVD. It's movie. a straight to DVD, or it's a we need to go back and do massive reshoots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't. I so I enjoyed the first Venom movie. Venom Two is insane and not in a good way. I feel like the Venom movies should have been like if there's any superhero franchise that I think besides Deadpool that should be rated R. I think is these Venom it's movies. Absolutely Venom. Yeah, especially with the type of movies they they are clearly, or at least from the first one, they were trying to make. Uh, because I, believe it or not, I like Tom Hardy's performance in those movies. I, I think he's too. doing a good job. I like his Venom, but I would like his Venom and that persona a lot more if we could see that persona truly being vile and violent and nasty. Right, like what it is. Right. But like we don't ever really get to see that, so it's like it it feels nerfed in like a way that makes the movies less interesting. He doesn't feel like um, a villain or an anti-hero, yeah. and that's what he's supposed to feel like. He doesn't. He just feels like this dude that's been saddled with this weird dog that's like attached to him that's constantly <laughs> yeah. trying to eat people. Yeah, and, it's like, and because no. we we don't see the rated R level violence and grotesquities. I don't know if that's a word. Grotesqueness. It is now. It is now. Grotesquities. We'll call it that. Grote- gross te- grotesquities. <laughs> gross testes gross testes <laughs> gross testicles um <laughs> we got that. if uh it like because the reason i like tom hardy's performance is because like he's kind of going nuts in the yes. first movie no that and part's great yeah it's great but i it's it doesn't feel as justified as it would if we really saw venom like destroying and eviscerating people right uh, I feel like we need to see that in order to justify Tom Hardy. You like, need to have a scene where Tom Hardy just wakes up somewhere covered in blood. Yeah. Like where Venom just knocked him out and took him for a ride. Yeah. Like you need like, to, like, like a werewolf. It has to be like a werewolf mm-hmm. reveal where you're like mm-hmm. you wake up not sure what's happened covered in blood and a bunch of dead gangsters all around you. And then you're like that's like that's the impetus for being like I think I'm losing my mind. Yeah. Like. Because if these Venom movies were like, what they should be is like R-rated 
horror dark comedies mm-hmm. like like my my if i were if i were writing this or if i was producing it and i was giving the screenwriter like an inspiration i would say go watch <laughs> i would say go for like the comedic tone and like kind of what we're going for with this arc of this character sure. is go watch uh, the episode of Futurama Insane in the Mainframe yes, where Fry dude. has to go to the robot, <laughs> the robot insane, insane asylum. asylum. <laughs> and like <laughs> he slowly is just going nuts because like they're treating him like a robot and literally just torturing him. Yes. But he's, <laughs> like a, he's a squishy human being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. What kind or or like when they go to the robot planet and they're like, yes. uh, oh, you sprung a leak. Let me fix that with some searing hot resin. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of robot turns it's down free searing hot, hot resin? resin. <laughs> I need to rewatch that show. Yeah, again. dude, I love that show. <laughs> this show's so good. Oh my god, searing man. hot resin. <laughs> It got a little, I will say, it got a little too much on the will they, won't they with Fry and Leela for it. Like, it gets a little yeah. too much. If you mainline it, it gets a little too much. Like, oh, my God, this again. <laughs> we get it. We get it. Go be funny in space, please. Yeah. Good news, everyone. Good news, everyone. <laughs> I found a new planet. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Sweet zombie Jesus. I've hired you all to replace the old crew. God rest their God souls. Rest their souls. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I could do the professor all day. I love him. Yeah, he's so funny. He's an underrated character on that show. He really is. Pazuzu. Oh, it's so good. I could I'm just I gotta stop myself, otherwise I won't stop. Yeah, um, we're getting a Vision Quest solo series uh, reportedly being developed by Marvel. Fine, uh, yeah, I'm assuming great. we're following. Yeah, fine, great. Uh, love Paul Bettany. Would down to see a Vision show. Is he still? Gonna I don't be know what white? that's. Yeah, I, I, I probably. Um, I don't know what kind of journeys Vision would go on, but well, it's technically a new Vision, isn't it? Yeah, he doesn't. I think he has the memories of the old vision, but it's like not the same vision. And so he has to like kind of right. figure out who he is and kind of vibe. It'd be a fun I don't know. solo discovery show. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to fl- like stay on Earth or if he's going to like fly around the universe. Well, like, I wonder what, what they're trying to do. That'd be fun. Um, that could be them. a cool way to introduce. Uh, Silver Surfer, which uh, they are, uh, from what I heard, the rumor is they're going to do Silver Surfer as a special presentation to give us his backstory. Cool. cool. Um, which I think would be great. Smart, smart use of yeah. a special presentation. Smart, yep. smart moves. Um, um, HBO Max's Green Lantern series is being redeveloped and it will now focus on Jon Stewart's Green Lantern. Cool. I know. I know I'm like, a, great. Yeah. Originally, this was going, I think the concept was going to be more of like a buddy cop kind of show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like they're they're gonna approach it differently. And I, I I'm assuming um, they're retooling it because of the direction they seem to be going in with Black Adam and Superman. And mm-hmm. I think they are in a hurry to get this new Justice League or Justice Society, whatever they're gonna call it, this new team together. So I think they're gonna change this to make it more of like a solo thing, so that they can get that Green Lantern teamed up with the Rock and Henry Cavill. Yeah, I, I that's what this seems like to me. Um, because I know before they were gonna do it with like Hal Jordan 
and one of the other guys, and like it was going to be like kind of like it's a buddy buddy space cop kind yeah. of thing. And uh, now I think they're like, oh no, let's just get this character established and get him get him in there with Superman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is probably the the new motto over there. <laughs> get, get him in with Superman and Black Adam. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Yep. Um, speaking of which, James Gunn is now heading up uh, the DCEU. Yes, he is with um, co. What is it? What's the case? Co-chair guy's name. Oh man, the co-chair. I forget the name. Let me see. Peter Safran. Peter Safran. That's who it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What do cool. you think about this new development? I like James Gunn. I love what he did with the Suicide Squad. I cried during that movie. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I, I love Peacemaker. Um, I love his sensibilities. I think he uh, knows what fans like, and I think that's a good person to have running the studio. I agree. Um, yeah. It finally gives me that little comfort edge that I've been mm-hmm. looking for from DC where I'm like, okay, now I can kind of relax and like see what they and be and know that there's going to be an overarching hand to all of this now. Right. That will make sense of it and keep it in the same tone and like, you know, direct it the way it needs to go and like cast correctly and like all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. And I'm like, okay, now I can relax. Right. And see where this is going. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. Um, we got, (laughs) let's get to, uh, the Zac Efron, uh, photo. Yeah, dude. So he's playing, um, Kevin Von Erich, retired professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Von Erichs were, like, a big deal in the 80s in Texas. Okay. Uh, in particular, uh, in, like, the territory wrestling days. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were known as, like, being, like, you know, big, strong. Wait, he's 6'3". Uh, yeah, big, strong, um, wild texans and like that was kind of their gimmick they were a tag team they were like a family of wrestlers there was like their father i think was carrie von eric and then they had like the two sons were uh eric and uh eric von eric uh, and eric kevin and Ke- von eric yeah i think yes they're they're so they're like a two brothers tag team and their father was a wrestler as well and mm. i think he their father i think ran the like the dallas tex uh, the dallas uh territory or something back in the day okay i'm not a sense. huge like classic wrestling uh, aficionado, but the, what limited knowledge hey, I do, I'm vaguely familiar with the just off the dome. You knew more than I did, so yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking at the Wikipedia article, and it's a mess. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, so this is going to be interesting. Um, I think uh, is this a? Oh, it's going to be a movie. Wow. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, that's exciting. I think uh, I think uh, pro wrestling is now uh in the zeitgeist. Uh having kind of a resurgence in the zeitgeist. It is. And I think there's so many, uh, there's so many cool stories. I listened to this podcast called the Jim Cornette experience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, Jim Cornette's like a famous wrestling personality from like okay. the seventies, eighties and nineties. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, more the so eighties and nineties. Yeah. He's, he was like a, he started off as like a wrestling photographer and then became like a, a manager. Like he would manage like, uh, different wrestlers and tag teams mm-hmm. and stuff. And then worked at the WWE in the '90s during the Attitude Era and that type of thing. So he's like a he's like a very respected wrestling mind, but he's sure. like a huge historian of like um, classic wrestling, like from as early as like the the '30s and '40s to like oh, wow. up until like the '70s and '80s. Yeah. So he uh, 
I listen to his podcast and he talks a lot about this era in particular uh, of wrestling, mm-hmm. like from the late 70s and the 80s. And um, Von Erichs were a big deal. And so I think there's, there's a lot of cool stories to be told about that time period in wrestling. Sure. Because this was a time period in wrestling where nobody knew that it wasn't real. Right. Like in the 80s, everyone just assumed wrestling was real. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be it's going to be very interesting. And it was like in the territory days before the WWE became like the, the big national right. thing, like the territories were it was like the Wild West, dude. It was like, yeah, it was crazy. So I'm, I'm excited to see. Dude, I'm excited. This, this is going to be cool. Yeah. Zac Efron looks So all those stories where insane. it's like WWF, WWE, NCW, all that stuff where it's like, oh, yeah, she he took your woman and blah, blah, blah. It's like that all happened, actually happened in the 70s and 80s. Now they do it for pageantry. But that was yeah. the real stories that were being told. Where it's like, you did take my woman. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. So, yeah. And Zac Efron is looks- yoked out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> he is a massive. Di- How tall is Zac Efron? He's not that tall. I know. Uh, I don't think. He's like 5'10 or something. I'm looking at it, though. Zac Efron height. One of the other searches was Zac Efron jaw. Yeah. Um, 5'8". 5'8"? Yeah, 5'8". And he's supposed oh, yeah, to be he's playing short. a 6'3 guy. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, uh, oh, uh, you know, people are comparing Hollywood. his um, look in this. His wig. In... Um, uh-huh. In the wrestling, comparing it to Lord, Lord Farquaad from Shrek. <laughs> yeah, it very is. It is it's very, very mushroomy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. Um, uh, some other good news from things from a long time ago. Yes, uh, Frankie Muniz says Brian Cranston is writing a Malcolm in the Middle series revival. Um. Frankie Muniz told Fox News he would love to return to Malcolm in the Middle with the original cast today, given how popular reboots are in Hollywood. I know Brian Cranston is really into the idea, and he's kind of heading, uh, he's kind of heading writing the script and getting everything rolling. So there might be something. I would be down a hundred percent. Of course, yeah. So <laughs> I would, would also like twenty million dollars. <laughs> yeah. I know we harp on that a lot, but it's so true. Yeah, it I is. also would like money. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. No, that that would be cool. I don't know what the other like kids are up to and how they've aged, but um, Jane Kasmerick still looks great. Brian Cranston still doing and his Brian thing. Brian Cranston looks good. Yeah, he he almost hasn't aged. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would I would be super into this. Um, I don't know what the like what the story would be, but um, I guess you kind of have to do. Frankie Muniz has got kids now. I guess yeah, that's what it is. Meet, meet the Fockers. That's what it is. It's it's Frankie Muniz has kids now, and it's him yeah. like being in the middle again of two families. Yeah, or it could be yeah, be in the middle of two families, or like being in the middle of like his like his wife and the kids like feeling like yeah <laughs> like like no one has time for me like every, you know <laughs> like that yeah, could be interesting for too. kids yeah that would be a good and one. then that kind of brings him and brian Can- cranston together that would be fun um <laughs> and it would be a great inverse of because the trope of malcolm in the middle is like it's it's um <laughs> malcolm is like the one he's he's the seemingly one normal kid in like 
uh, a group of kids who are just like nightmare children. And then like the mom who's also like kind of a nightmare mom. And it's kind of like Brian Cranston's kind of like the passive kind of dad who's kind of just like, yeah, I'm just here for moral support. It would be interesting if like Malcolm's kids were the opposite and they're like perfect angels. And that's even more annoying because <laughs> his wife is super about the children and it's all about, we got to take the kids to violin and to ballet. And, and, and Malcolm's like, Malcolm's just kind of like feels he, maybe he's in some dead end job and just feels like everyone around him is achieving except his for him. One source of joy for the week is the one beer he gets to enjoy in silence in the garage. Yeah, exactly. On Sunday evenings. Yeah. <laughs> and that that could be what how he bonds with Brian Cranston, just feeling like the un underappreciated dad. You yeah. know what I mean? Dude, yeah, and Brian Cranston's just like, yeah, I know exactly what that's like. You want to talk <laughs> about that? Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um yeah, I could see that being yeah, fun. That'd be fun. Um Yeah, I don't know I don't know if I need that to be a whole new like series, but a like a fun little one off would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, like an hour long special or something would be fine. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, and I believe that's at Disney now. So, you know, it yeah. would probably be on Disney Plus. It would be. Uh, um, well, it's either Disney or Apple or yeah. Amazon. That's <laughs> all we have left. It's literally all we have. Um, is that everything? Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special trailer came out. It was all right. It just highlighted some fun. Okay, I wasn't gonna... sure if we had talked about no, if that was we, last we episode. Or... It, it's... It's gonna highlight some fun. We're gonna see Kevin Bacon's in the mix. It's whatever. Yeah, it's it's it seems fine. It's the Guardians kidnap Kevin Bacon to try to cheer up uh, Peter Quill, who is sad about Gamora. Um, fine, as long as it's you know it's funny, Just make it and funny. fun. Yeah, then that's all you can really ask for. You know, um, I'm not looking for this to be ground shaking or earth shattering in any way. Right. I'm looking for it to be a fun Christmas romp, which hopefully it is. <laughs> That's all I need. I don't need yeah. serious stuff at Christmas anymore. My life no, is serious no, enough no. as it is. The world is serious enough as it is. Just give me like fun holiday things that I can totally like distract myself with while I totally slam eggnog and like eat cookies. <laughs> yep, <laughs> slam eggnog, <laughs> shotgun and eggnog. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Um. Cool. Is that's everything then, right? Yeah, that's the, it. We're, yeah. We've, okay, we have cool. exhausted the the news of the week that I have sent. There's you. no more news. <laughs> no more. Um, cool. All right. Well, uh, if there's any if there's anything else, if not, I'm good. You can call. How it. about you? Okay. No, I call think uh, well, I think I'm good. All right. All right. Um, cool. All right. Well, where can people find you online? <laughs> I'm around. All right. Uh, you can find me at Asan the DJ. Uh, you can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular and WeeklyRegular.com. Thanks, Derek, for joining me, of and course. we will see y'all next week. Yeah.